Quick question, do you like being sold to? No? <laughs> That's no surprise, most people don't, but salespeople are still pushing tired, outdated sales techniques that end up burning bridges and leaving money on the table. In our podcast today, Jason Cutter will be sharing insights on how you can sell without selling. Jason Cutter is the founder and CEO of Cutter Consulting Group. He grew up in Fremont, California, has a bachelor's degree in marine biology from UC Santa Cruz, and an MBA from Southern New Hampshire University. Jason's analytical mind is always looking for ways to solve problems or make situations better. He's all about taking action, not just talking about theoretical plans. Those who've worked with Jason describe him as passionate, intense, and driven. His philosophy can best be summed up in this quote from Zig Ziglar. You can get everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. He is the sales success architect. Welcome to Growth Amplifier's Jason Cutter. Thanks for having me, Kenny. I'm excited for uh, this conversation. Excited to have you here. Excited to be sharing ideas and hearing some of the great insights that you have. Now, people get an idea that you help people with their sales. But could you give us an idea a little bit more about you and your company and, and what it, exactly it is you do to help people with their sales? That'd be great. So I look at sales from all different angles. I kind of refer to myself as a sales success architect, where the end goal for whether it's an individual I'm coaching or a small business, a large team of salespeople, the ultimate goal is to improve the selling effectiveness, to close more deals consistently and easier uh, with a higher closing rate. So it's not always about getting more leads. It's about being more effective. Um, and where how to get there will vary and depend on what the current situation is, where the gaps might be, and really mm -hmm. what could help in that situation. So it could be anything from scripting to training to coaching, mindset to technology or uh, marketing optimization, anywhere in there. Really, the goal is, okay, how do we win? What are we missing now? And how do we coach towards that? Got it. Now, that is very holistic. And I think that's great. And that's kind of the overall concept about growth amplifiers is, is learning the different things that you could be doing in different areas. Because uh, if you can improve holistically, that's overall the best way to get the best results. You can't be just be really good at one and not paying attention to the other. But when it comes to sales, there's a lot of people that kind of get turned off by the thought of sales because maybe they've been burned in the past. And they don't want to come across too salesy, but what inspired you to do what you do? Well, I, like most people that I have ever met and that I know, fell into sales or got into a sales role without some, you know, big premeditated life plan of being in sales. And so I ended, I, I won't play a complete victim, but I ended up in a sales role, even though that wasn't the path I thought my life would go on. Um, and I struggled for a while and it was challenging. And um, I had to figure things out with very little training or leadership. And over the years developed a sales process and sales style that worked really well for me, which has then been what I have coached other people to do and where, you know, my current practice and all of my current content is focused on, which is helping those people who aren't natural born 
air quote uh, salespeople, which I don't think actually exists. Um, but those people who don't think of them as salespeople or they hold back on the sales side, yet mm-hmm. a lot of what they could be bringing to the table is valuable and what prospects are really wanting. I kind of have a trick question. I ask people about sales and you got to like those trick questions. Like how many people in the room, if like if I'm doing a speaking engagement, how many people in the room are in sales? And usually you get, you know, a small handful of people in the room that have been in sales. But in reality, I guess we've all been in sales in some shape or form throughout our life. And yeah. I mean, I, I firmly believe that everything in life is sales. Um, there you go. In, in all aspects, um, there's something where you're selling or persuading. And that's really where you got to look at the words and the definitions. People don't like the word sales or selling. It has a negative connotation in our society, in the world. You know, you think of sales and somebody will usually picture in a negative framework, the classic uh, slick, sleazy salesperson you know, what we all think of used yes. car sales, which isn't isn't fair and appropriate because not everyone who's selling used cars is that archetype and that image of what we're thinking. However, that's literally what, I, I mean, I have hundreds and hundreds of these conversations and literally it's the same thing everyone responds with. It's like everyone's what they're taught and, and what they feel. And so when you think of sales, most people don't like even being called a salesperson. Um, you know, if you look at all the different job titles that organizations have, they even don't call their salespeople salespeople. They call them account executives or business development representatives. And they call them everything but sales because they're trying to hide that fact. But everything is sales. If you're an employee at a company and you want your manager to believe that you can do your job, you're selling them, you're persuading them that you're effective, or if you have an initiative that you want done, uh, or you need time off. I mean, all of that is some level of sales, relationships, family, you know, parents, kids, significant other, um, going to the store if you need something done at a store and you're asking for a special favor. I mean, that's all persuasion and selling. Great point. Great point. If you're not thinking about sales in a way that's negative, right? If you think about it in a positive way, you're aiming to help people get what they want by getting to know them, right? Then you're more likely to be successful with it. I think that the bad framing with sales is when people have pushed their agenda on others. And I think what you're doing to help people understand that selling can be something that helps you in every aspect of your life is really important. Uh, For somebody who is coming to the table and they're thinking, really, I I don't feel good at sales. I've never been good at sales. How do you typically work with that sort of person? What's the, where do you start? The first step is the, you know, I have a framework for all of this called authentic persuasion. The first part Mm -hmm. is authenticity and self-awareness. So it's about who you are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And I don't just mean in sales. I mean in everything, Um, because I firmly believe that when somebody looks at what their strengths are, maybe it's solving problems, maybe it's data analysis, maybe it's, you know, conversations, it's, you know, uncovering issues, whatever that might be. And then you take that and apply that to your sales process, instead of trying to pretend or be somebody who you're not, uh, be who you are, that will work really well in sales situations. So it's about self-awareness. It's also about what you're afraid of, what those fears are, and then ultimately why you're doing 
what what you're doing, why you want to sell, why you want to help people move forward, what's in it on your side if you're successful. And that all is wrapped under that whole authenticity, self-awareness piece. Excellent. The fact that you can get people to address their fears, hugely important. You know, sometimes people will have the idea of what they want to accomplish. They'll have some fears, but we've been kind of taught in our culture that fears are a sign of weakness, which they're actually just a sign of being human, right? And if we can at least identify what they are, then we can work to resolve them. But if we aren't brave enough to bring them up to the surface, then they could be those blocks that pretend you, uh, that uh, prevent you from moving forward. And I think what's interesting too, and, and I'm glad that you brought up the fear side because this is so important and it's for both you and your customers, but always remember that there's a part of our brain that's still stuck in primal animal survivalistic mode that's thinking that there's a lion around every corner that's going to try to kill us or if we eat the wrong berry we're going to get sick and die and so our brains are constantly wanting to keep us in our comfort zone and keep us safe if you're in sales you know getting rejected having someone tell you no having someone argue with you or bring up questions and objections that's an attack on your ego your ego is going to freak out and shut down and it's going to make it so you get that call reluctant and you don't want to pick up the phone. You don't want to ask for the sale. You don't want to do what's necessary to be successful in selling anything. Um, and you got to recognize that and realize like, that's not true. Like those things that you're afraid of aren't really things to be afraid of. And I really appreciate you sharing your unique approach to sales, your authentic framework. And that's one of the things that we ask, you know, amplifiers to think about, how are you showing up doing things unique? And that is a unique approach. And it's really a modern day approach. So I, I applaud you for that. And as we talk about the importance of being a little bit vulnerable and sharing fears, one of the things we do ask our guests to do is share a little bit of the challenges that you faced on your journey. Um, in particular, what are the challenges you faced on your journey in regards to growing your business? Well, I mean, if we're looking at just the business side, the biggest challenge that I had, so I've been, uh, have been running my consulting business for over a year and a half now. And when I started, I didn't follow the two general rules that they always say when you're starting your own business. One is to make sure you have anywhere between six to 12 months of finances available as a runway to make sure that you can, you know, get through it and, and, and build what you need to build. The other part, when you, especially when you're being a consultant, is to make sure you have a, a full network list of people who are ready to hire you as soon as you're available. And then you can pick up um, and just start running from day one, which I know some consultants, they do that where literally day one of their own business, they're off and running. Uh, I didn't have the money set up because I wasn't planning on doing it at that moment, yet it happened and I decided to go through that door. Um, and then I also didn't have the client base because I wasn't planning. I wasn't building up to that point for years. And so honestly, the biggest challenge was for the first six months, I made zero dollars. Like I made no money. I plugged away every day. I built content. I started a podcast. I was writing blogs. I was actually 
you know, paying, spending money to go to conferences and to network with, you know, different associations that are ideal for me. Um, mm-hmm. But it was six months of faith on nothing. And then in one day, like I got multiple uh, clients and then it just took off. But for the first six months, every day was uh, lots of hours and lots of faith. So those who are tuning in, if they're kind of kicking something off new, just making sure to persevere, have a plan, persevere, uh, commit to take the action and get over the hump because that's the only way you can do it. You can either do or do not, right? Um, so what what are you doing now that's working to grow your business? For me, the biggest thing is it's relationships and it's networking. Um, you know, one of the parts of my business, so I help salespeople, I help organizations, their sales teams, and one of the things kind of like any prospect or, or any sales is it's really hard to, to convince somebody they have a problem. It's really hard for me to call a company and say, hey, your sales team probably sucks. I think I can help them. Uh, or you're not very good at closing deals. I should help you, right? That's like telling somebody who has, let's say, uh, an addiction problem in your family. Hey, you seem really addicted to X, Y, and Z. You need to go get help, right? Everyone's going to shut down. So one right. of the challenges in my business is trying to prospect that way and, and identify people problems they don't want to admit. So what I found is well more effective for me is to network and build relationships with people who may need my help in the future or vendor partnerships and referral partnerships where the clients that I want um, are also the clients of somebody else. And if we can team up together, you know, their clients who are already moving forward in one direction, let's say with marketing, then they want some help with the sales side. And so it's relationships, network, and then lots of content, just putting so much out there and so much valuable stuff out there where I'm living, I'm literally giving away everything that I have for free and mm-hmm. just putting it out there that just creates so much awareness and the right people look at that and go, okay, if he knows this, what else does he know that he's not sharing and how could he help me directly? Right. I love that approach. Give and you will gain. Trying to hold your secret sauce will not really help. It's not a winning strategy. There's people that are still thinking, oh, if I if I share the information, they won't need me. Well, the information's already out there. They need you because yeah. you can help them with transformation. So that's a great approach. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what's a project that you're currently working on that you'd like to share or how can you people find out more about you and what you do? Um, I would say the best place to find out more about me, I built a hub for all the projects and different resources that I have instead of many different sites. So jasoncutter.com is the best place to go. Uh, I have just released some online sales training courses. So sometimes what people want is just an online course, go through some videos, some exercises. I have one called Persuading Like a Professional, which I think would help a lot of people, especially small businesses or solopreneurs that have to do some sales, like coaches mm-hmm. and consultants. Um, it's, it was really effective. And again, coming from the perspective, which we didn't talk about, but my degree is in marine biology and I worked at Microsoft for a few years and then yet I'm here. So it doesn't make any sense. And that's really (laughs) what I try to empower other people is that like, I'm not saying 
you know, coming at this because I had lemonade stands when I was four years old and I've been doing this forever. Like it, it, my path doesn't make sense yet. I'm here. And so that's what I coach people on. Also, I'm working on a book that will be coming out soon, which is called Selling with Authentic Persuasion, Transform from Order Taker to Quota Breaker. And uh, it's really helping people do that authentic persuasion formula so that they can be successful and then feel like they're doing the right thing for their customers. Awesome. Definitely check out jasoncutter.com. And as we're wrapping up, what's a lesson that you've learned or a piece of advice that you can give to others on their journey? Again, we're we're talking to people that are doing good now. They want to be doing great. And just sometimes a little piece of advice or a reminder can be helpful. I think the biggest thing, and I'm working on this constantly, is the self-awareness piece and what's true for me you know, and, and for anybody listening, so what's true for you? What's what's the the highest and best use? Where can you give the most value? And then what also makes you the most excited? And where does time lose all meaning? When you can find that as something that you can do for other people or sell to other people or help other people with, and then they would correspond and, and pay for that, right? There's some exchange for whatever that is. The more you can do that and the more you can outsource or get help with all of the other tasks, the, the better life feels, at least for me, when I just stick in my sweet spot and do what I do best. Uh, that works really well. Excellent advice. Jason, thank you for joining us on Growth Amplifiers. I appreciate you and the information that you shared. Kenny, thank you for having me and uh, keep up the great work. I, I love what you're doing with the show and helping helping that audience. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.